Well, I'm not running to the chopper. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on SeanMcKinsey.ca. Do it now! But um, yeah, I kind of agree. I haven't watched it, but I already agree that, you know, I feel like I would need like, you know, maybe three episodes of these just so they can have a lot more time to play around with the idea. But 30 minutes is not a lot of time. No, I thought they might have been longer. I just assumed it would be longer. No, they're short episodes and uh, really condensed, um, you know, what ifs. And I think they're just playing with um, ideas and what they might you know how to um resurrect with a whole multiverse and all of that it looks like well the first episode's agent carter that's like oh right. yeah i'm in yeah, yeah, yeah. but i forgot i don't know watching agent carter like they have uh have you watched the marvel legends on disney yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so i watched that the episode on on peggy carter and i'm like oh my god i gotta go back and watch a show yeah yeah and I went back and watched the show. And the first season's only eight episodes. Okay. So it's very easy. Yeah, I think it was like a mid-season show okay. or something. Like not a full full thing. Yeah. It's like, it was just so good. Okay. I mean, she's so good. She is. She is. Yeah. And that show, that show talks about what it was like back in those days. Like mm-hmm. the 40s, like post-war. And what it was like to be a woman working and I'm like, like we're we're very progressive now in comparison right. to then. Like yeah. I mean, we still have a long ways to go, but how women were treated, and it it's really about how she's freaking amazing, right? But but she's only a woman. Yeah. And, oh my God, she's not just a woman. She's like freaking Peggy Carter. Like right. But at the time, that's how they how how it was really. Yeah, I know. Um, and I kind of, I was saying, like, I kind of love those um, those shows. I love when they don't need to over um, emphasize that, that she's a woman or this is what the message is. Because um, the funny thing is, like, we, um, we just saw the reboot of Charlie's Angels, like the yeah, one, Chris, or, um, 2019 Chris one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we did not like it um and because it was too in your face with um with the women are great type of thing and like you could you know it was like right from the get-go it was like men are bad that's really the message women are awesome men are men are bad and you could like predict every single scene because it's just like the twist is probably the men are evil and yeah that's really what it is and it's just like too in your face too about it so uh, i don't like it if it's forced like that it's no no um like the story should speak for itself right like the message should be very readable from your material whatever it is and there's so much you know so in comics right any book like they don't need to emphasize it like she's a woman respect her yeah so yeah, you should just respect. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I think okay, when you watch Agent Carter, I think you'll you'll like 
the the way they did that like sylvie and i i mean i'm not a woman so i don't really know but like sylvie and i had agreed it's like wow this is like this is the right portrayal it's it's recognizing that's what it was like but it's not like yeah. hey you know it i don't yeah, know look at me like yeah. but yeah it's good yeah in, there's only three seasons and it's it's just great yeah, I can't remember why I skipped that one, but I, I, I am aware of it. And maybe I associated with like Agents of Shield, which didn't really appeal to me. It's nothing like Agents of Shield. Okay. It's not even okay. in the same it's not even in the same universe. Okay. It, okay. Actually, I don't think it is, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I think it, it's different. But uh okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. I'm yeah. uh starting season uh two mm-hmm. <laughs> tomorrow, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you drinking today? Drinking a milkshake IPA oh. oranges by um, Barnhammer, which is a local brewery. Barnhammer? Yeah, they're on Wall Street. They're oh. like my favorite like um, brewery. Yeah, okay, I know the place. Because I, yeah. I used to live off of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now Wall Street has like a, a lot of like, you know, small businesses, right? Ah. They're trying to make that uh, a really active um, street. They so Barnhammer store there too, right? Don't yeah, Muse and Games moved yeah. there. They're on port. They were on Portage, and they moved to Wall Street. So they're like literally across Barnhammer. Oh, okay. So they're right there. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen the new, the the new location. We are looking for sponsors for the show. If I have <laughs> one of those would be interested, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it might be game. <laughs> so, welcome, Karen. <laughs> this is the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast. But Fast Fred took the night off because he was not really interested in talking about what we wanted to talk about. And you and I Are were just like, so excited about we, we, we couldn't wait to talk about it. No, yeah. But I think it's good that because I had my our little recording break and that we're looking at it later, we've had, it's had time to- Enough s- time to sink in, yeah. And it, it really got me thinking today because tomorrow, uh, I'm, I'm, we're, Todd and I are recording in the morning. We're going to do, I think we're going to do a review of, of an album that came out. It's an okay. album that we couldn't review six weeks ago because we, we weren't recording anything, right? So yeah, yeah. I've had six weeks to listen to that album. And when I first listened to that album, it's okay. Yeah. But now that I've had six weeks to sit with it and listen to it a few more times, my enjoyment of the album is completely different. Right. It has layers and nuances to what I like and don't like about it. And I'm like, I think when reviewers are doing their job of reviewing stuff and they just, they get a free pass to go see a movie, they watch the movie and then they review it right after. I don't know if that's a true review of the film because you'll see initial reviews of, of movies that came out that 20 years later, everyone was like, Oh my God, this is the greatest movie ever. Yeah. 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 But it wasn't. It was yeah, so I've so we've had time to sit with yeah. Loki. Yeah, I'm drinking. By the way, this is a, a gift from my wife. Yeah, what's what's what wine is this? Red Red Rooster. Red Rooster. Okay. Pinot Blanc. I thought it was, in my mind like it's supposed to be red because it said Red Rooster. She thought it was red wine. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wait a minute, I don't think it's red. I'm like, no, it's not. I don't drink white wine. But I'm going to try it. So cheers. Yeah. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Fruity or? It's very fruity. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Not too dry. Okay, good. So the reason that you're back on the show, actually, I wanted you on the show to talk about Invincible, but I never got around to watching it because work's been crazy. And with Sylvia back starting work again, it's like, yeah, it's nuts. Oh, it, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we could do this like later on for Invincible and like all these other shows that we watch. <laughs> we could just well, be a mismatch of. I'd like to break this here now if I could. I, I was talking to Todd and and kind of deciding and talking to Sylvie too because I run everything by her. Yeah. You just have as a re recurring, reoccurring, recurring, reoccurring, recurring, recurring um, person just coming in to just talk. There's just the geek stuff, like the, the total nerd stuff, I think yeah. might be good because that that's the stuff that Todd does. He, he's not interested in that stuff. And, you know, he'll give his, you know, his layperson's position complete, yeah complete third person like opinion about which is great actually yeah which is good but just there's not everything that he wants to talk about and he felt it labored when he went through wandavision he, he shared with me later he's like that was a lot of work that was a lot of homework <laughs> so when he had to watch loki or winter soldier or yeah whatever is like not do that yeah yeah but that is a pretty big commitment. It's not watching a two-hour movie. It's watching six hours of television. Yeah, yeah. And if it's something that, um, I don't know, it's not like something that you would just go for, I can see how it'll be, it can be a, a work, more work than fun. He hates homework. He hates homework. Yeah, we uh, when he was on The Real Debater show, he did homework and he had six written pages of notes. Oh for appearing on their show so like I, I don't want to do that to him so you know what uh so every once in a while if you could just come in let's talk some nerd stuff yeah cool with that yeah yeah absolutely awesome yeah <laughs> because I, I don't want to hold myself back from being from nerding out oh yeah <laughs> yeah this is like um because like i i there's a few guys at work that like you know i my go-to people if um after watching a movie or a TV show. Um, and uh, it's just nice. It's just nice to um, to share opinions. Those are my um, initial reaction guys because they will, like, I see them at work, right? So literally after watching an episode the next day, what's my initial thoughts? Here it is. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, you're my, you know, let, let's, let's let the episode sink in. Like we literally don't talk to each other while watching the whole series. We'll be like, oh, that really? was good. And Seriously? then like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, and you and I don't like, we don't yeah. really like share any details on like what we liked about that, what was great and whatnot. We try to keep it together and, you know, keep it as a secret until we record like the podcast really. Yeah. And that's good. It's like yeah. when you, when you have a really good meal. Yeah. And then you, you let it sit in the spices and flavor, yeah. then you have the leftovers the next day. Yeah. The, the heat comes out a little more and I don't know. Right, right, right. I don't think we've ever watched anything where it sat and then I, uh, and then when we had the podcast, uh, I hate it. Like, and we've never had that. It's more of like, you know, this is what we thought of things. Like even the Star Wars one where, you know, I really did not like episode nine, um, <laughs> yeah. but it just kind of like, um, 
I don't know. It, it's good. It's a good like exchange of information. And, you know, you know what you want to say about it. Because, you know, probably if we had recorded this right after episode one, there will be no words. It would just be like, ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's yeah, let's let it stew. So, yeah, I actually made notes today <laughs> as I read. So I've watched Loki twice now. Okay. And I've watched certain parts of certain episodes a third time. Sylvia, because we kept going back and wait a minute, wasn't there? Sylvia was so set on there was something that was shown in episode, I guess it was four. Okay. She said, there's something on the wall. Did you see it? I'm like, what? What was on the wall? I don't know. It's when they were walking down the hall. So we were playing and pausing and playing and pausing every time they walked down a wall to see if we could find what the, and I don't even remember what it was now, but. What was on the wall? It was just, it was a painting or something, I think, or no, it was a statue on a wall. And she was just like, I think it's a statue of, of somebody, like maybe somebody we know, but we, I don't think we ever found it. Okay. But. Interesting. No, I did not see any uh <laughs> i did not see any of that so so yeah i made notes on every episode and just okay. kind of okay. kind of points yeah. that just kind of popped out yeah. on every episode because i thought maybe because you haven't watched it since you watched it right no no so that's it's interesting i like this i'm actually the type of person um i watch a show and i just like enjoy it for for what it is Yes. And I don't, I don't realize what's on the wall. I don't um, pick up on like the little details in the background. I just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And because of that, like I'll need to, um, I'll need those YouTubers to kind of like give me uh, hints on where the Easter eggs are and whatever. Yeah. Sometimes like if it's really like obvious and I'll, I'm, I'll notice it, but if it's like, you know, did you notice this at the very, very back or on like the shelf? There's a teeny statue of this or whatnot. Like I will, I'm so bad at that. So um, I I always need like emergency awesome. Like those like YouTube, like. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you watch emergency awesome? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> he's like, I, cause like, I, I kind of like it. Like he's kind of, um, he has his opinion about it, but he doesn't like rub it in your face. So yeah, yeah. I, I like, it's a pretty balance um and it's just easy to find <laughs> so this is great there's that one and then there's uh everything always i listen to all the time yes yes everything always yeah, is good. yeah he's good uh what's it i am fires or whatever whatever he calls himself i am fires Fire. everything awesome he's he's yeah. actually a musician and he has music on youtube oh and the music that plays during his videos is is his band and he has a band they're actually not bad they're pretty good okay yeah so anyway yeah. So initial reaction, just out of the gate, you watched, do you remember after you finished like the first episode and your reaction to the first episode? Cause I actually have it on my phone, what you said after the first episode, but do you remember what you like, what was your first initial reaction just to finishing just the first episode? After the first episode, the episode was, I was just like, I just had like such a great feeling about the season, the 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 show itself, right? Like they just um they set the season so well. You know, the setup is just like it's just like you cannot fail. That's the feeling I got. Like this show mm-hmm. cannot fail because the setup is just so good. I don't even care what will happen in um in the whole season, but um 
I was just like, oh my gosh, this is another good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my reaction. This is like, I, I kind of, I was, I don't know if I was worried, but I was kind of a little bit less excited about Loki. I was like, oh, it's the third show that we're watching now. And I did like WandaVision a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of parts that eh, were, yeah. were, were just, were just really good. They weren't amazing. Right, right. So still a, I think it was towards the end of WandaVision, the more I thought about it, it was more of like, it was a very, um, well, I know they had challenges with filming, right? Like with COVID, oh, yeah. they couldn't do reshoots and whatnot. So um, the ending, I, I kind of um, let that go. Like, I'm not like too upset about the ending, but it was um, very different from how it started or its best episode really, right? Yes. So it's very different, but um, so the same kind of vibes with Loki, like it started and it was like, okay, right off the bat, it looks, it looks like it's going to be wild. They're going to do a lot of stuff. And then like, I looked and like, how many episodes is this? Oh, not a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was because I, yeah, when I looked, I'm like, this is crap. I'm yeah. Six episodes. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. And then I kept worrying as I watched every episode, like, they're gonna they're gonna run out of time. They're gonna yeah. change the ending. Like I was yeah. worried. I was worried because I want it to succeed. Like I want it to do well. Because I, some people kind of penned parts of one division that like they didn't really solve something or or whatever. And you know, and with Falcon and Winter Soldier too, like there was just kind of people were just kind of picking at it a little bit. Right. But it, they weren't bad shows at all. Like they were still really good shows, but I don't know. I was like, this show, this show had no weakness. No, no. It was strong beginning to end. Um, all characters were great. Um, I don't really have any anything, any nitpicking. I, I have nothing to pick on it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I, I was, I don't know, I was expecting... I knew there was going to be a female Loki because it it Mm -hmm. hinted in too many places. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, a variant Loki. That's, that's a woman. Right. I'm like, is that going to even, I I don't know. I wasn't that excited about it, but Mm -hmm. the uh, the actress, holy shit. Yeah. She's so good. Where'd she come from? Like, I don't know you from anywhere. (laughs) And, And that's not necessarily bad. Like no. sometimes, you know, no names are, you know, turned out to be really surprising, surprisingly good. Yeah, she was, every scene that she's in, I remember at first I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to take the, because I, I, we love Loki in her house. Yeah. Like as a character, <laughs> like big time, you know. Like, I know, Sylvie really wanted him to come back in uh, um, Endgame, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, her theory that like he's secretly the Hulk, like she yes. was banking on. <laughs> oh, she told you about that, yeah. I was, I was, yeah, because he's too good a character to to waste in that way. Because right. he had a, they, they casted him so well, and he had enough appearances in enough movies that you know people care about him yeah. a bit more. Um, maybe people care about Thanos because he's also in a few movies, but like the the villains that show up in like one movie, yeah. you don't really care about them that much. 
he had time to breathe. He was the first right. realized villain that they had. Yeah, like yeah, he had um, he had growth. He had some character changes, but still very true to himself. So um, that's why people cared. And the actors, awesome. Like I think all of their all of the actors and actresses that they cast for that like first generation of Marvel yeah. heroes were actually pretty perfect. Yeah, I don't love all the Iron Man movies, but you know. Yeah, but Robert the characters are awesome shit. in there. It's it's like it's like pizza, like well, you know this might this might not be the high grade pizza, but it's still yeah. a pizza and it's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Compared to a lot of other movies out there, like um, yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna take a while to be convinced of uh, a new set of um, Marvel heroes, and I'm kind of curious, really, how they're gonna um turn to this next set of people right like and i like how they're kind of easing us to it like wandavision and then um falcon winter soldier and then now this like they're kind of easing us to it but um i'm still waiting for like here's the new generation right here's the next generation um i don't know if i'm ready (laughs) for that yet um and i don't want it to just be like everyone's sons and daughters like yeah well the young avengers yeah yeah young avengers but um when loki's first introduced in this show like that whole intro going back to um uh, end game mm-hmm. where he gets the the tesseract yeah and the whole i think that was a shot that they just took it from the movie i think right. i don't think there was additional footage but yeah. i forgot how funny that scene was in the movie and i remember seeing yeah. that scene in the theaters and going just he's got the thing over his mouth right and it, all the acting's in his eyes and he's just like yeah. you know yeah like it was nice to see that like I forgot. It makes me want to go back and watch Endgame again. Yeah, yeah. What was your thought on the intro? I like the refresher, actually. <laughs> you know, like, where are we at? I like how it's directly connected to the movies that we know. Because um, time skips are okay. I'm okay. I, I probably would be fine. But it's nice to go back to something that we know. And then I like to be reminded of that, like you said. Because... Um, I didn't like I know some people like kind of didn't like endgame for oh yeah here's the convenience but I'm like they gotta wrap it up you know yeah um so I really like that I really like how they started from there I'm trying to recall now yeah they got the test and they, like, he just like got transported yeah he gets transported to yeah. uh the Gobi desert or something I think yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like some desert and then the time variance authority shows up and um I wrote it down here because I keep forgetting her name. Hunter B12. Yeah. Shows up and she's badass. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the main hunter or whatever. Yeah. And I, every time she's in a scene, I don't know why, but I was, I was rooting for her to one up Loki every time. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I fell in love with that character right away. You, you know, you know who B15 is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she just shows up and he's like, he's all, arrogant and yeah i'm a god and blah yeah. blah blah and all this and they're like you don't really give a shit who you yeah. are 
Yeah. I, I liked that because it really put perspective on, okay, this is what the show's doing. Like just the whole layout of this is what the show's about. This is what you're doing. They laid everything out in that first that first episode and then that mm-hmm. first 20 minutes of yeah. we're shifting what you know, what you think you know, what you understand and flipping on it on its head. And we're going to explain it in a very concise manner. That's not boring. Right. It's not like here it is like, it's not just like, here's a, a video of what it is about and whatnot. They kind of, um, they took their time explaining. They gave us the right explanation with, with um, entertainment at the same time. They were absolutely. entertaining you at yeah. the same time. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was very good. That I, I really, the writing on that, the, the way you pull that off and do that, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's hard to write something that tight. Mm-hmm. And still yeah. be entertaining, but it's very short. Mm-hmm. How they abduct him, they bring him back, they strip him of his Asgardian leather. Right which he was very angry about when they destroyed right. it. Yeah. And when he goes through the scanner, are you a, uh, a robot Android or some sort of construct yeah. or whatever is like, th- there's lots of comedy, but there's lots of gravitas as to what's happening. And then, yeah. Goes, and then you're kind of with him. Like you're like, okay, where, where, where are we? Right. Like he's our guide. Yeah. He's our guide. Yeah. Yeah. So well done. I was just like, I was making notes like, okay, when you're writing and you're writing a scene like this of exposition, this is what you do. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess yeah. the storytelling was just like commendable. Like it was just so well-written. <laughs> and every time but. it looked like they could have went to, this is what we did in the movies with Loki. This is Loki from the movies. Every time a, something like that would creep up in that first episode where he would, there's the part where, okay, wait for it. And he goes like this and he's trying to do his magic. Yeah. Nothing's happening. And they're all laughing yeah. at him. Like there was m- many moments of that, like that to show. This is how serious this is. He is screwed. Right. Yeah. Like, but the, I, I guess, I don't know. I really like the way they reinforce that. Like, no, he is screwed. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, he said it perfectly. Like it's, um, uh, every time uh, they showed the um, flashbacks from like those Thor movies and oh, yeah. um, it's just like such a big contrast of how he was in the TVA room like when they're sitting when um, when they had it in the room and it's just like he's this is your life type of thing right like they're doing the flashbacks and all of that and he was so powerful in those movies and because he was a god and now he's just like kind of like us right yeah 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 he's he's just normal he's just yeah but the irony is like you know everyone there is like human um so it's kind of weird that they have more power there now over yeah. him yeah but which in the world it's the opposite yeah but they play it well they, like it's believable right yeah that's what i liked like and, yeah. and they show it by like when they open that drawer with all the infinity stones in it, like, yeah, they're just paper yeah. yeah, like, like, what, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, it was, it's just really well done. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, what do you think about Miss Minutes when she popped up? When she popped up, I just kind of took it like, oh, this is just uh, their way of explaining, and then afterwards, I'm like, 
but maybe she's something else, you know? This makes you think like, maybe this is the big bad or something. Maybe it's pretending to be. So it's like a lot of like speculations on that, but initial thoughts. So this is like my reaction to the coworker where um, I was just like, yeah, it was just a, it was just a projection. That's their way of explaining things. It's like a guide there, but yeah, I went back and forth with like, maybe she's onto something. And did you recognize the voice actress at all? No, I didn't initially until I think did you point it, you pointed out, I think. Yeah, I do. Well, I, I definitely brought it up. Cause Sylvie's like, that's, that's, that's Twilight Sparkle. I'm like, what? It's Twilight Sparkle. I'm like, no, it's not. Oh wait, maybe it is. So then I think we literally paused the episode and looked it up like on IMDb or whatever. Mine. I will watch a show as it is. Like sometimes I won't even recognize actors and like Alice, my boyfriend would just be like, he's, and he's so quick on those things. He'll be like, okay, we're watching a uh, Rick and Morty or something. And it'll be oh, yeah. like, this is so-and-so. I'm like, is it though? Uh, there's some people that I will always recognize like Mark Hamill in like voicing anything. He's oh, yeah. always sounds like him. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just true, like, true. okay, that I can know. But like, some for people like this, like I just don't recognize. But now the the reason we stop usually we just watch and then we you know worry about things later. But in this case, like Sylvie is a massive Little Pony fan. Yeah, kids, right? So the voices on the show, she knows them. She definitely knows them all. You know, there's no surprises. Like she is, she knows she's watched all the you know, movies, yeah. watched all the shows, even the old ones with the you know, the maybe crappy animation yeah, yeah, knows yeah. it. So when she hears those voices, she knows those voices. That's awesome. And the actress, Tara Strong, she's become, she's, she's become a legend because she's also, she also does Harley Quinn on the cartoons. She also does Batgirl or Batwoman, but she also does lots of Rick and Morty family guy. Like she's all over the place. She's actually a huge voice like as big a voice celebrity as you can get. Yeah. So the thought we had when Miss Minish shows up is that, okay, no, no, no. She's not just here to do a cartoon. Right, right. They wouldn't have cast her. They could have cast another voice actress, right? right? But no, they cast her and they cast her for a reason. That was our thinking. Like, no, no, there's more to Miss Minish. Gotta be something, yeah. And yeah, like we, we, we were nerding out because this is Tara Strong and she's like, <laughs> she's fucking cool <laughs> like she's really cool so um yeah I, I saw miss minutes and i'm like oh my god what is this this is something this is something it's not just a throwaway right like, right, right. right away and they bring her back like in the next few episodes right so they're just like little bits and pieces of her and you're like wait is this something else <laughs> is she something else well re-watching it i was paying more attention to when she shows up mm-hmm. and i'm like She's more key. And in that, I don't know if you recall or not, but in the final episode, she has major key scenes. Right, right. I I don't know if she's working for Kang or whatever he's called. The What was he called? He's the... Um, He Who Remains. He Who Remains, yeah. Yeah. It makes it look like she's working for Kang or He Who Remains or that she's working for Ravona. Right. And there's like... Or is she working for herself? Yeah. Or is she working for a variant Kang? Would be. Could like be. there's 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 no way they cast her to throw her away. Right. And 
there's key moments come back like, at some point. Yeah. And there's key moments like, what, what did she just say? Like she was stalling, you know, stalling, she was stalling Ravona. Right. And then she was stalling in the final episode when Loki and Sylvie go in. Right. She's stalling them, but it looks like she's stalling them on behalf of he who remains. Right. But then you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't line up because I'd seen the final episode already and watching it again. Yeah. So what some of the stuff she's saying doesn't really line up with what he was saying. Right. Because she offered them, I don't know if you remember. I had forgotten. I don't remember the exact lines, but, but she offered them a deal instead of going in to go see he who remains. She said, what do you want? Do you want to defeat the Avengers? Is that what you want? Is that what you'd be happy with? Do you want to rule Asgard? Is that what you'd be happy with? Or would it be to be with Sylvie? Mm-hmm. You know, so he, she was offering all these alternatives instead of them going in. Right. Well, that's not what he who remains wanted. No. So it's yeah. like, what are you doing, lady? Like, yeah, yeah. There's something, there's something, like, I think there's something more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's my oh, yeah. second watching. That's what I got out of it. Um, so they in the first episode, they do bring up the multiversal war, which I forgot. Yeah. Like, the whole intro to everything. Um, and then we finally get to see Mobius. Yeah. So what was your first impression when Owen Wilson shows up? I'm just excited to see him because... Um... I don't think is there has he been in anything last five years? I don't remember seeing him anything. So it was just like lots of indie stuff, just indie stuff. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever watched any of those. Yeah. And so it was kind of interesting to see him. And it's just like just a side note, like, um, isn't isn't there a movie with Jared Leto with a Morbius or yeah? Another thing too. It's like, why is it like one letter off from (laughs) Benzan? Well, um, yeah, I, I've got some information, but keep going. No, yeah, um, no, but he 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 was great um, in the intro, and um, uh, I'm trying to recall what happened because he's the one that sits him down in that room and just goes over his past, right? Um, yeah, so um, I like his character right off the bat. It's just like this is kind of intriguing. But then because um, I had the thoughts about um, Miss Minutes already, I was thinking like, are you also something else? Like, are you, what are you doing here? But I'm sure like, later on, we know he's kind of like a neutral character. He's, we're more like him than Loki. Like Loki was our initial guide and then kind of shift towards him because we're just like, hey, what's going on as well? Yep. And it was one of those weird castings. It's like when they cast yeah. Paul Rudd in a superhero movie, you're like, that's odd. Yeah. But there's both actors are so freaking likable mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it really, they're, they're able to sell themselves as that character. Yeah. And that's the thing that I love when they cast someone new in, in, in Marvel. Um, they so far, I don't know if anything happens anytime soon, but um, so far all of their casting has been kind of like spot on and the actors, like you said, sell themselves. Yeah. You may not know them, not like them, but then the moment they are on there, great. They portray themselves great and you just buy into the character. So I, I have a question for you about 
Owen Wilson is known to riff in movies, just imp- improvise. Right. Like lots of improv. Do you think they allowed him to do that in this show? Because I think there's some scenes where I think they give him like, okay, this is the scene, but I think, I him. feel like he's interjected some of his own stuff. I think so. I, 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 a hundred percent. I think he, he was allowed to just uh, throw his own flair in there. And, um, you know, he's the type, he's a good actor. Like this is the type that I'm, this is my character. I'm going to stick to it. Um, I'm going to throw a bunch of, uh, bunch of my own words and lines to that. And I think the reactions are genuine. Like, oh, yeah. you know, he reacts to Loki here and later on. Um, yeah, no, no issues with him. Like no complaints. His brother, though, is in, uh, we just watched Stargirl, which is a DC yep. um, show in um, on Amazon. And his brother's there. I didn't know. We, and we know Star- nothing about the Stargirl show. Wait, Stargirl's um, on Amazon? Yeah, Stargirl's on Amazon. Okay, I'm going to go and watch it then. <laughs> and uh, his brother, Luke Wilson's there. What? He's, really? He's Stripesy. He's, he's Pat or Stripesy in that, in that show. Okay. Oh, yeah, also that. that show features a lot of like not popular villains which the not so popular villains I kind of like because they're just more fun just more random or fun yeah um, yeah so more silly um less grounded <laughs> so that's that show but his brother's there and we were like this is a coincidence like they're just like doing these now but they're great actors so oh yeah yeah they're nice. both great yeah they're both awesome I uh, yeah I was when they cast him on like eh, yeah, really. wedding crashers like i was wondering is this gonna make this a comedy but it's funny mm-hmm. but it's not a comedy but no nope. he just i think if they had someone else who was just like super serious in that it role it would have yeah it would have been too much mm-hmm. but he works really well like i he it exceeded my expectations I, I i always like owen wilson when i see him in a film period mm-hmm. but i was like i don't know if this would work but i cut i trust kevin feige right like yeah. you know he's not an idiot he knows how to put stuff together so yeah. uh, i was just pulling up mobius now mobius was an artist um i'm just trying to find because Mobius, the artist, if it's who I think it is, um, he had a history with Marvel. Okay. Ah, Jean Giraud, he called himself Mobius. Oh, here we go. And I think I'm pretty sure that the Mobius from the comics was named after the artist. Uh, French artist, cartoonist, and writer who worked in the Franco-Belgian Bonne Dessinée. So, like... Um, comic strips what was he famous for i think he actually tried to set up a yeah that's right he was the one that was hired to do dune like the movie dune okay 20 years before the movie came out or maybe not 20 years but before um david lynch yeah way before david lynch yeah it was i think it was the, the 70s maybe earlier but it would look like at the time well right? he, because he's an artist he like a lot of the landscapes and stuff like it was him just painting it and stuff mm-hmm. and there was a there was a really good documentary on the making of it and uh his connection to the art world and comics and stuff like that and my understanding was mobius was named was named after 
that guy. Okay. They just changed the spelling of it, but you know, it's yeah. like, it was kind of in honor of him, I believe. So that's where he came from. He's always been in the TVA. Yes. Like in the comics. I don't remember him doing anything. <laughs> yep. So that's what he looks like in the comics. And there's multiples of him. Like he's the entire population. Uh, Mr. Mobius, Moby M. Mobius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's part of junior management. Uh, oh, but he was promoted to position of executive in senior management. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was kind of a, I, I kind of liken him to, um, uh, and Willy Wonka, the, um, oh my God, Willy Wonka's assistants, those little short guys. Yeah, Oompa Loompas. Yeah, Oompa Loompas, thank you. Yeah. I, it was kind of like that. I think he was kind of played like that. There was just multiples of him and mm -hmm. they were on it. They were working every desk and answering every phone or, or whatever. Like that's was the role. Mm -hmm. I really like Owen Wilson's version way better because <laughs> there's character and not having everyone be the same. Yeah. I mean, having a bunch of Owen Wilson's around, I think would have taken away from a central character. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I prefer this version as well. Like I would not enjoy it as much if there was like many of him. I'm sure like he's, he's a good actor. So I'm sure they could make him like, you know, different personalities, make different personalities for all of these. But yeah, like you said, it would have taken it away. Like those scenes were, if they're just on their desk, like if you see a bunch of him, it, it just won't work. But it would, have, it would have taken away from having multiple Kangs too, because we're going to get multiple Kangs. Yeah. Right? So yeah. too much of the same, same trick, I guess. Yep. But uh, yeah, uh, what else happened? So we get, we, we meet Ravona, mm -hmm. which as soon as she said, because they don't, I don't think they call her when she showed her first scene is she's in the courtroom and she's like behind the, the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Bench, but it's she's so, like the judge yeah. or whatever. And you don't realize she's a major character right away. But, and they, they I think they call her Judge Ren, Renslayer. Right. Whatever, right. And they don't really yeah. say who she is. Like, you're just, okay, she's just another character. But later you find out she's like the big, the big cheese. Yeah. But they do drop at some point that her name is Ravona. And of course, mm -hmm. my ears perked up at that. Because I'm like, oh my God, that's Kang's wife <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah. she's the confidant, the one that knows everything about him. Right. And I, I'm like, nah, uh, I don't know. Like, is yeah. it just, they're just calling her that just as an Easter egg, but it doesn't really right. mean anything. But as the show progressed, her role in everything. We learned. <laughs> oh yeah, she's like freaking important, obviously. Like, right, yeah. In, in a way. Uh, what'd you think of the actress and like her portrayal and all that stuff? Like she's a key mm -hmm. person in this whole thing. Like what, what was your uh, impressions? Um, like at the first, like first episode, I remember I was like, who? Oh, I didn't really click in. I don't know. I didn't really think of the last name. Um, but, uh, as a, as the show progressed, um, you know, I kind of, I'm, I'm okay with this actress. I don't know her from anything. Um, do you know her from anything? Did you see it no, somewhere? no, I don't. No idea. So it's kind of like neutral with her. Um, would I like someone 
else in her position. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's too, her character didn't like get to develop as much. Yeah, I think like, there's, still, there's so much mystery still, right? Yes. yes, yes like, we don't know what, um, uh, like, how much does she know or how much involved was she? But then, yep. you know, now that the show is on, like, has opened a bajillion doors, literally, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we may see uh, many, many versions of her now, which yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of want to know what that, like, original one knows and what, like, how much does she know already? I'm sure she, she seems like she doesn't know everything right that's what they made her uh, that's how they portrayed her in this one but i like to think she knows like enough to put full her full faith the full trust in it yeah yeah i watching it the second time she's a really great actress mm -hmm. but you don't see it no it, like i mean she the portrayal is good but what i was looking for this time is okay she so when she shows up in the courtroom, I'm like, oh, wait, they use her for that scene. I, I forgot. So then I was watching what she was doing and everything she was doing because she's incredibly duplicitous, right? She's always mm -hmm. playing all these different sides. She's playing right. Obius yeah. to get on his, you know, to kind of get on his good side and control him by being right. nice to him and complimenting him and pretending to like him as a friend, right. you know, like all that. And when you watch it the first time, it's like, oh, they're buddies. Right. But watching it the second time, you're like, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like you're playing everybody. Yeah. You're such a horrible human being. Right. And I'm like, oh, this actress is amazing because Jeez. you think you're like, I like that. Oh, I like their little back and forth. Oh, right. like, are they a couple? Or are they cute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're kind of wondering. And then watching it through the second time and you're like, oh my God, you're totally using him. Every interaction with him that I enjoyed the first time, I hate you now. <laughs> and, no, and I think for me, like I kind of realized that like the moment you get the glimpse of, um, you know, she's scheming, um, that kind of ruined it for me. I was like, anything that you say is now just, just garbage. <laughs> did, did you fall for it when, do you remember when Sylvie, um, when after... Sorry, after Loki gets stabbed and then evaporates or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's a point where she's trying to make a deal with Sylvie. And they actually shake hands. And up to that point, like, it looks like, oh, they're going to team up together to figure stuff out. And I'm like, oh, maybe she has a side game going on where she actually does want to know. Right. I didn't. Remain I didn't Did you fall I for it? I fell for it. I didn't think um I didn't think so because um I think her reaction to now we're getting ahead of ourselves like the when you know when the head fell yeah um she didn't seem that shocked to me so to yeah, me that's, right. yeah. that's why I felt like okay you're making this deal but what are you getting from this because you didn't look as shocked because someone who worships them right um would have been like devastated they, they would have blown their minds right, right? you're right yeah exactly so much so uh on all of this and then like that you can't possibly continue to support that cost right like if you really did not know yeah yeah so, like mobius reaction to the whole thing 
was pretty genuine. Like that's like a normal reaction. Like you were, you were told this thing your entire life or so you think, and then all of a sudden it's not completely different. So um, his reaction was appropriate. Like hers was like, okay. Like it was very different. It was just kind of like neutral almost. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually much like I really appreciate the actress now because she had to pull off a lot of. That's not an easy role to pull off. No, no. Like there's a, so much subtlety involved that I'd like, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't even imagine how you get there as an actor. Like, yeah, so she actually. So the second time around, I really hated the character. Like, I love the actress, but hated the character because she was so. Yeah horrible she was willing to sacrifice everyone and everything and it's like is it because you worship he who remains like is that what it is and then i'm like know him but like i don't know right like i don't know where she's at with what she knows exactly so it might be one of those when we see her in her next appearance whatever that might be Mm -hmm. then it's going to be okay where are you like we're always going to be second guessing her we're never going to trust her. With sure, I feel like we're always going to second guess everyone at this point. Oh, yeah, exactly. Whenever, whenever, uh, whenever they come back or whenever they appear again, we're always going to be like, which one are you? They got to label them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Like Loki season one, Renslayer. <laughs> yep. You got to label everyone because I kind of want to follow these people that we know, but it's also going to be when they come back, like it's just going to be wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, that's right. They're doing a season two anyway. I keep forgetting season two. Um, Mm -hmm. There was that whole scene where they're going through Loki's greatest hits, as as Owen Wilson said. Yeah. And um, they're showing all the stuff, which is really good. Did it make you want to go back and watch Thor Dark World? Yes, but then I stopped myself. So I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, my gosh. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I saw it and I was like, was that scene there? I guess so. Uh, I think I was just like, was that, did this come right after this? Because um, it came after the first Avengers movie, right? Did, yeah, I think it was immediately after. Yeah, because that's what they kind of highlighted there. And I was like, was it after? Um, I wasn't sure, but like, I was not going to fall for that Marvel. Like, they're setting this trap for you to watch those other movies to rewatch them, but not the Dark I'm, I'm curious now. I'm going to look this up. So Thor the Dark World, was it the same writers that wrote Captain America? And that's why it keeps getting mentioned in in the um, I'm just looking it up here. Because they keep they, they refer oh here we go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the guys who wrote uh, the Captain America films and the uh, Infinity War, same writers. Interesting. <laughs> but I didn't know this from a screenplay by Christopher Yost, who is uh, one of me and Sylvie's favorite comic book writers. So they brought a comic book writer in to write the original draft, I guess. But he wrote the screenplay. He's written, um, that guy's written a lot of like um, young adult, but there's a <laughs> lot of comic books that have young adults in them. I don't know if they're really geared for young adults, but they have young adults in like the Young Avengers and yeah, yeah, yeah. those sorts of comics like that's the writer and he actually wrote the uh that really good uh avengers cartoon mm-hmm. the really good one that ran for two seasons i always mix up the names of them all 
but it was the really good one. He was like the show writer on that show. He's really good. So, okay. So see, they keep promoting Thor of the dark world because those two guys wrote it and Avengers age of Ultron. Cause those guys wrote it. So I, yeah, I'm seeing a pattern here. And they also had I'll rewatch re- re- those other ones. Like Age of Ultron was not my favorite Avenger movie, but um But you have rewatched it. I've I've watched I rewatched it. Yeah, I rewatched that one too. It was okay. I, I liked it. Did I rewatch the Dark World? I can't I, I can't even remember. Maybe I did, but you remember yeah. liking a lot of things in it, but overall it didn't hold up. But there was a lot of like good scenes in it. Like I liked Rene Russo as the mom. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of good stuff there. But that part I, was good. Like the uh their family dynamics was good. Um I don't think I just like the villains or like the elves. Yeah. They it's uh, like you have black hole bombs, but you still got defeated. Like this is by <laughs> people holding like physical weapons. Like and but I think yeah, Natalie Portman was not happy to be in the film because she had picked a director. For the film and then she backed out and then she was stuck because of contract and she wasn't happy with the direction of the film at all mm-hmm. and chris Hem- hemsworth at that point also was like because of the experience of making that film he's like mm-hmm. i'm gonna honor my contract and then i'm done right you know like so i don't think it was a fun experience for anybody no no it was just like everyone is there by contract it seems yeah yeah exactly um and I, I don't know. I was, I was kind of, it was kind of weird because the first movie gets Kenneth Branagh, like from like Shakespeare and the stage, and like I did like the first one. I, I understand. The first one. Yeah. I understand why people don't like it, mm-hmm. but it hits everything for me. Right. I like. I like the. I. I kind of didn't like um, Thor three for changing Thor so much um because i like the thor from the first movie yes yeah i like the portrayal there i thought that captured him perfectly but it became he became a comic relief i know a lot of people love that third thor movie i know but he became a comic relief which kind of continued on to the avengers endgame right yeah and um i don't know it just didn't work for me (laughs) i I feel you can play thor for comedy to a certain extent right but if he's pure comic relief then that's star lord yeah yeah it's different it's yeah so hey i i I do like ragnarok there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. i do like about it but i agree like the portrayal of thor kind of just went too much on the campsite right yeah did you like age of ultron at all you know what watching it back i've probably seen it like three or four times by now Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of scenes in that film that i love Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of scenes in the movie that I'm eh, on. Like that party? Well, the party was <laughs> yeah. great. I did like the whole um, when we meet Hawkeye's family. I really yeah. liked that. Um, the whole dynamic yeah. there and you start seeing the splintering between um, Stark Sides, and, yeah. uh, and Captain America. Yeah. Like that, all, all that stuff was great. Ultron is the one that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Seemingly overpowering the, the when you first came out, yeah, and then um, easily defeated in the end. Yeah, that's right. Eh, he was easily yeah. defeated at the end. At you know, at the end of it all. And yeah. I don't know it, but I know at the time 
the director was i'm tired i really want to do the sequel but i'm really tired yeah oh hi oh hello how are you hello he's just like there's that computer i will rest on here (laughs) (laughs) i want to sleep on a keyboard yeah um but yeah i think honestly like they're like we need to make we have to follow this up and we got to do it now and we got to start working on it so not having any break you know say what you will about the director because a lot of people are saying negative things about him you know understandably but i don't care who you are it's hard to do because don't like he did the first avengers and then but he was also the steward or whatever you want to call to all the films he was Mm kind of like a a mini kevin feige yeah everything because he was doing uncredited rewrites on all the other films at the time as well to make sure everything would work into Avengers, right? Yeah. And he was also starting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with his brother Jed. That's a lot. It's like, and then you're going to do this movie. He should have just not done the movie. Right. Honestly. It, look, you can keep all those balls in the take air. Take your time, but, yeah. But if you're take doing your time movie, making the movie. Yeah, take, you need another couple of years to do that movie or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it was right. just too much. And I mm-hmm. think that's where it suffers, but... You can see in the writing, there's like really strong scenes in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Right. Just yeah, I did not like the, the party scene. Like it's like kind of whatever. That could have been like um, a credit scene, post-credit scene. <laughs> but like them like, you know, one-upping with their girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you don't need this. But I did like the whole thing where, you know. The hammer? the hammer the hammer thing i liked that's what i like out of that whole scene it was the hammer thing yeah that Actually, was the only thing. yeah it was important to show the camaraderie right the, you know the the team see, like captain america like moving. It. yeah and then thor's like what yeah. <laughs> like oh shit yeah you know like stuff like that was great like the farm scene like i said was great there was but the whole pigeon holding or pigeon holding shoehorning in Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver didn't work. No. Maybe they and should. The be- Hulk and uh, yeah. Black Widow, uh, like mini romance thing. Like, no. <laughs> I have a lot of issues with Black Widow in that film. Oh, yeah. And not because of Scarlett Johansson at all. Just no, nothing that she did was wrong in this, in her time as Black Widow. But it was just like, I didn't think they knew what to do with her. I think you're right. I think that's exactly it. Um, like first movie, I first appearance, like I don't know if they just felt like we needed to have some female presence there, but um, some like support character because like wasn't that the issue at the beginning? There was like no, there no toys for girls. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, you probably second it- one. Second one, they, I don't know, they just like turned her into this. I'm like so forced and. You could tell it didn't didn't work. They they wanted to cover it up. Didn't want to go back to it. It was like she's a woman. She has to have a romance with one of the other characters. Right, right. That's yeah. that was like yeah. I don't see that as being a Joss Whedon making just putting that in. I, to me, that sounds like the studio saying this is what we need. But also at the time too, just to keep keep perspective, is that Marvel Studios was kind of being run by the guy running the comics. Uh, Lee Perlmuter or whatever his name is okay. who 
has a horrible reputation in the industry as sexist, misogynistic, you name it. He's okay. not. Um, if they want to do toys for girls, he says no. Um, he did not want a woman on the Avengers team. He didn't want a female-led film. Like he just kept pushing against stuff like that. And him um, and Kevin Feige almost quit over him. They I heard they almost um almost casted um Emily Blunt. Mm. To be Black Widow, right? Yeah. But she um, she was tied to a contract and did that movie with Jack Black. Ooh. It was like, kind of like a kids' movie. Oh, Gulliver's Travels. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. she was tied up to that studio for whatever reason to do contract movie for them, and that was part of the deal. So she, it was a contract she could not back out, and. Um, I remember watching something where she was like, kind of like not playing Black Widow was kind of like a big regret of hers because yeah. obviously it became big, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I feel it feels dangerous to say this, but I think she could have been a better Black Widow. Could be, yeah. Like she is, she's amazing in everything she's in. But I mm -hmm. do like Scarlett Johansson a lot. Like I've seen... A hell of a lot of her films and I think she's amazing but I think she has more I think having her in the film I think she has more power in Hollywood than an Emily Blunt would have so I think getting Scarlett Johansson's probably a better marketing um and positioning um, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of person to have mm -hmm. in that position but I I really like Emily after I saw uh Edge of Tomorrow mm -hmm, yeah and I'm like, who the hell is this? Like, yeah, <laughs> just, I don't know. You, I, I think, you know, but know me by now when a character like that shows up in a film, I'm all over it. Like, right. Yeah. I like strong female characters in a film. Right. Yeah. Like, and then, the, and then they had Quicksilver in that movie, but they just had a fun Quicksilver in like the X-Men yeah. movie. Yeah. Right. So it was like such a. I don't know, such a weird move there, but they didn't own X-Men at the time, right? So well, I think Fox was like, okay, let's put our movie out first. Yeah. And I think there was a bit of that going on, some rivalry there. But they I, had like the, the funner <laughs> um Quicksilver. They did. He was way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not the actor's it's not the actor's fault in either case. It's just the script that he had to work with and the character portrayal he had and it's not that it's, hokey it's, accent. <laughs> Oh know. yeah, absolutely. Like the accent don't match your twin sister. Yeah. <laughs> the accent that goes in it, which they actually poke fun at WandaVision, right? Yes. Oh yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. I, I I think that movie just, was just rushed. I think more than mm -hmm. yeah. that, that was the big problem. Right. You know, just let's, we got to get it out because, yeah. because at, at that point too, to keep in mind, Iron Man 2 did really well, but was panned mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. And then they had the Hulk film, which was panned a bit. And then Captain America didn't really, it did, it did okay. Yeah. It didn't like, none of the movies were doing the big numbers. And the only thing that was doing big numbers was Iron Man. And the second movie is a letdown. Mm -hmm. Avengers did good, but then it's like, okay, oh shit. Like, I, I think there was a bit of panic. Like, okay, we need in order to save the studio, maybe not save the studio, but we, we need another massive hit. We don't need a big hit. We need a massive yeah. hit. 
And I think maybe that's why they rushed that one a bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But anyway, that's my two cents. Yeah. We should get back to Loki though. Go back to Loki. Yeah. We're only in episode one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so that, that's basically it for uh, episode one. Episode two was called the variant and it's the whole investigation of who's this variant running around, right. screwing up everything. Uh, how do they find her? And I think at this point, this is when we find out, okay, Loki's got magic and he's, he's a God and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. now he has to just rely on his wits. Mm-hmm. So he's got to figure stuff out, use his intelligence. And he's more street smart than book smart, I guess. Right. Yeah. But you really get to see that again, good writing is that, okay, you strip all that stuff away mm-hmm. and you actually get to see Loki shine when he's not doing magic, when he's right. not doing this, he's not doing that. He's not a God. Anymore. The actor shines too, right? Cause yeah. like without um, the powers associated to your character, are you still your character? Yes. And he can still his character. But he was figuring stuff like he was still like, I honestly think his power is, is his wisdom or his wit like all that stuff like yeah he figures stuff out that no one else could figure out right and that's to me that was like that's the whole the way they exposed like uh, the way he revealed what he discovered is very low-key you know he he didn't get like he didn't all of a sudden become a detective you know no it was still yeah it was still low-key figuring it out like suddenly i'm the guy from csi or whatever like you know they were it was just so well written and yeah. I was taking notes the whole time. The second yeah. time around, I was like, Oh, that's smart. Um, and then there was, there was, this, this is one of my favorite lines in the whole show. And I actually had to write it down. Cause I didn't want to forget yeah. it. Loki and Owen Wilson are talking. Why am I calling Owen Wilson? Mobius and Loki are talking yeah. and then, okay, you got to trust me. And he's like, why would I trust you? You have to trust me. This, this is, you're going to, you're just going to stab me in the back. He's like, I would never stab you in the back. Yes, you would. You've done it like a hundred times. And he starts pointing out every time he screwed people over. Yeah. He's like, but this time is different. That yeah. whole conversation almost felt improvised. And it was so, yeah. It the second time it was actually funnier, even though I knew everything that was coming. It was just so funny just to watch how they interacted and how they worked off each other and they're working off each other's cues, really good, like solid acting, solid instinct, how they played off of that. Good timing for jokes and stuff. Oh my God, it was, it was so good. It was so good. That was like my favorite, that whole thing. Cause the investigation scene, that's going to be boring, right? Yeah. Yeah. It should be super boring, but it wasn't, it was super entertaining. Yeah. And you get to learn both of these characters really, really well. Right. It's, I don't know. It's good writing again. Mm-hmm. That's all I wrote for episode two. <laughs> no. Um, Cause like episode two was the reveal, right? That well, how, how where she hides, it was how they figured out where she hides. Yeah. Yeah. So really they have, <laughs> yeah. So then they go to Pompeii and there's the whole scene where they're in Pompeii and he's like, okay, can you do bird calls? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, let's shake things up. And he jumps yeah, on yeah. it. He's like, the world is ending. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And 
And he's like, no, no, tone it down, tone it down. Yeah. And that, that whole, I don't know, that's when Owen Wilson trusts. Again, that's another good explanation of what's going on here without over explaining things. Yeah. They're just showing you, okay, like this thing, if it wasn't clear in the first episode mm -hmm. of variants are and what, hap what happened to the timeline, you just see, you don't see a, a spike in the thing, right? Yeah. In the yeah, timeline, so it, it's you, instead of you're showing it on the graph or whatever, they're showing how it works. So you, if you're not getting it the first time, yeah, they, you, yeah, you hit you hit the nail on the head there. That's exactly it. Was like some of us ain't that smart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's just show you a different way how to show right. how things are working. Right. And then. Um, and then I think, yeah, so they go to that place, that extinction event or whatever. Right. At the Rocks Corp or whatever it was, like, which was in, a, um, they bring up Rocks in, in Agent Carter mm -hmm. and in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Which is this dummy company. They're an oil company, but they're really much worse than an oil company. They're <laughs> They're mining oil from other dimensions. That's what they do in the comic books. Yeah. So it's weird. They, oh, they Roxon has their own mall in this world, and mm -hmm. everyone's there, you know, enjoying the sales, the end of the world sale. And that's where they, we finally meet Sylvie. Right. But they don't name her in that episode. I don't think. No. She just does not want to be referred to as a Loki or a variant of right. a Loki or. Yeah. Call me that. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you think of the reveal for Sylvie? Like how they did it with her jumping, uh, body to body, body to body. It made you think about like this is enchantress. This is not maybe this is not Loki. Yeah, <laughs> she thinks she's a Loki, or maybe it's a mis mis. You know, they're misleading us to something else. But it felt very enchantressy, which you know, um, I'm okay if that's what you want to portray female yeah. Loki that's fine you yeah. know you don't have to have like you know be enchantress like you can be a Loki that can just be your thing yep I actually gotta look up enchantress here um because I thought like is this in I, I thought maybe it would be her and then I was like who is she though in the comics oh you, did you know there's an enchantress in DC as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, she's in the, the Suicide Squad, right? Like the first Suicide Squad. That yeah. was, um... Which I've forgotten the first movie very much. <laughs> but my, my my introduction to Enchantress in the comics was the Secret Wars comics. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Secret Wars comics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, the original series. The original series where they go to a, a world, a battle world, and the good random good guys and random bad guys are dumped on the world. Enchantress was one of the villains. And I, I don't think I really knew who she was before reading that, but seeing her manipulate everyone in that comic was interesting. Yeah. I, I, so she is the, Oh, she's the common primary alias of two fictional characters appearing in American comic books published by Marvel. So the first is a real sorceress by the real name of Amora. The second is the young Sylvie Lushton, who was given great mystic powers by Loki when he created her as a tool for chaos. Ah, interesting. So it's not the same one from the Secret Wars comic book. No, I guess. 
I didn't know. But um, yeah, that's because of the enchanting. I was like, this. Yeah. Stuff. But then she was wearing the Loki costume, so I was like, I don't know. Loki's don't enchant. Aren't known for enchanting, but sure, we'll go with it. I'm I'm just curious, like where are those um, where are the little time things where did they fall? Did she drop a bunch that go to a bajillion places? Like the explosive, the, the explosive device, you mean, or little time things, right? Like, the, didn't she set them up all across um, around that that mall? And oh, yeah. um, I wonder where they all landed. It's a good point. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, so she's already disrupted the, you know, the timeline at that point. Yeah, yeah. You got me thinking now. I I get I get I, I think I have to sit. <laughs> Um, when she showed up with the horns, uh, yeah, I, I was quite just second guessing everything. Like, who is this Sylvie? Does that name make sense? And I just did a quick after the episode. Yeah, I did a search. Like, Sylvie, is that the name? Is that this enchantress? And I'm like, oh, it is. But I didn't realize because Amora was the first enchantress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know the Sylvie enchantress, but. But I was, I was just, I'm reading right now, I'm reading uh, Thunder Road, which is an okay. author who wrote a trilogy of books based on Norse mythology mm-hmm. that yeah. in modern times. And he's using Sylvie in the book. Okay. Which is interesting. Or you're not using, but like there's mention of her in the book and Loki and Thor and everything. I highly recommend it. He's, okay. Chadwick's been on the show twice, I think. Okay. It's very good. And it's set in Gimli and Winnipeg and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's really cool. So there's like, there's points in the book where he's mentioning a particular place, but he's not mentioning what the place is. But you're like, oh my God, that's like Osborne Village. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know, it's it's cool. But anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, and we had so much more to talk about. So we continue this conversation in part two, where we get through episodes three through six. We talk about the MCU release schedule, and we're also going to take a quick look at some of the DC movie film properties. See you on the flip side.